This is Conversations at the Salt House with Beth, Jim. Hello and welcome to our final episode in our series on the fivefold ministries. My name's Beth and this week I've got... My name is Mads. Um, I'm the 18 to 25's pastor at St. Swithin, so it feels quite appropriate that I'm, I'm here today. Yeah, that's right, because um, on our last episode, we are talking about the role of the pastor. Indeed. Um, I, I found out that I was a pastor probably two, three years ago, um, but I've only just kind of dived into it a bit deeper in the last like year or so, and it's been really helpful for me just to understand what a pastor is and what my gifts are as a pastor and what, I- what gifts it is that I can bring to um, not just my work life, but life outside of the church as well. Brilliant, brilliant. So we look forward to chatting with Mads on this episode. Um, so just to start with, Mads, actually, it would be really helpful if you could just perhaps define what you think a past the role of the pastor looks like. Yeah, I was thinking about this a lot. And for me, actually, I find the word shepherd is more helpful because e- everyone's got connotations when you think of what a shepherd is. You know, I think a lot of people have heard of the stories of um, Jesus being the good shepherd and shepherd looking after their sheep. And it, that, that kind of is is pastoral role in itself of looking after the sheep so I I find it helpful to to use the word shepherd um, and almost see myself as a shepherd and that actually my role as a pastor is to shepherd those sheep to shepherd others Um, you think about a shepherd they they look after their sheep if the sheep get get tangled in the brambles they're there to to help them out they're there to feed them they're there to get alongside them to see them grow and to flourish and it's it's just I guess a very empathetic um, role requires a lot of empathy and a lot of care um, to to be able to nurture others yeah yeah you can see why that that picture of the the good shepherd or the shepherd and the sheep is used sort of over and over yeah, in the definitely. Bible because it's a really good sort of imagery mm. of what it looks like, mm. isn't it? Mm. So I guess for me, the word pastor, like people often think of that is as like, oh, that's only for sort of church leaders. What would you say about that? I would say that the the fivefold ministry. Those five gifts are gifts for everyone within the church. They're gifts to equip the church um, for mission, equip the church um, to build one another up as well. Um, And so actually the role of a pastor is for anyone and everyone. God doesn't just say, oh, do you know what? You're a fantastic leader, so therefore you can be a pastor or you can be an apostle. Um, It is, you know, the fivefold ministry, those gifts are for anyone and everyone within the congregation to build the body of the church. So um, it's easy to discount ourselves, definitely. Um, and I definitely grew up with the connotations of like a pastor or this is the pastor of the church or this guy or this woman runs the church and therefore they are the pastor because they're just the words that have been used. But I think it's, it's trying to um, almost redefine what pastor is um, because we've got misconceptions. I think all of us do because of how it's been used in the past, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And... Um if you think about it, if there's like one sort of senior pastor in the church, like they have not got time, unfortunately, although I'm sure they'd love to, to sort of look after and care for every single person. So I guess imagine what it looks like if everyone that has um, sort of this um, this role of pastor sort of steps into it and we're all sort of looking out for, looking after, caring for one another. That's so true. And I think that's it's something that I'm often challenged by as a pastor as well, is I just want to help everyone, like yeah. every single sheep that I see in the world, trying to shepherd and look after every single flock of sheep that exists. But um, 
I, I think the challenge definitely of, of a pastor or of a shepherd is to realize that actually we all we all do this together we all play our part together and it's not it's not my job to to carry every single sheep on my on my shoulders or to find every single lost sheep that's that's what we do together um, and actually that's that's where the fivefold ministry that those five different gifts they complement each other and we all work together in that um, so yeah definitely yeah brilliant um, and so sort of we've been chatting on each one about sort of what a mature pastor looks like. What would you say um, from your experience, what what a mature yeah. pastor looks like? So, yeah, this has been a journey for me, to be fair. And I think I'm, I'm still in between the, the immature and mature stage of a pastor as I kind of learn and understand not just who I am, but I guess my leadership skills um, and I guess my own boundaries and, and how I um, go about being a pastor. And it's something that, that we all learn within our within our spiritual gifts as well. But I'd say a mature pastor, we enjoy one-to-one chats with others and showing that hospitality to others, being there um, and looking after others. Um, being able to listen and not just listen with my own intentions of like, here's what I want out of the conversation, um, but actually listening and not just listening. I, I heard something recently that was actually when you're listening, you want to listen in three different ways. The first way is actually listen um, and not be thinking about what question am I asking or where do I want the conversation to go? Yeah, that's actually quite hard to do, isn't it? It, it really is. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Yeah. Um, and the second way is to... Um, listen to what they're actually saying because someone might say oh, I'm really tired but actually when they say they're really tired what what are they actually trying to get out here what are they hinting at because I think often in conversations we are we're dropping little hints left right and center of like I want them to I want to realize actually it's not just that I'm exhausted it's that I'm struggling with my friendships or I'm struggling with this yeah. and then the third way to listen is to listen to what the spirit is saying as well and I think I can often do the first two and I and I don't necessarily invite Jesus into the con- into the conversation and that's when I've been able to do that recently, that's what's transformed the conversations because it's not just about me, about my wisdom, about my thoughts. It's actually, let me invite Jesus into this. Let me invite the Spirit and see what the Spirit is saying in this situation rather than just me. Because I think you'll find that the immature pastors, sorry if I'm jumping ahead here, but no, the immature fine. pastors, they, th- I have often found that I, th- I feel like I always need to be everything to everyone all the time. Okay. And therefore, um, you... I ended up being nothing to no one ever because I could give 1% of myself to 100 people rather than have that in-depth um, conversation and that in-depth um, ability just to just to dive a little deeper into how people are doing. So for me, those, those three ways of lif- listening have definitely helped me to become more mature in who I am as a pastor. There's also for me as well, I've had to, to learn to be vulnerable in being a pastor as well. Okay. Like the answer is not that I just go in and I've completely got it all sorted. The ability to be pastoral is to be able to have people relate and have a, a, a conversation where you both relate to it. It's not just that I'm in here, I'm here to fix a load of issues, tick a load of boxes and off I go. Mm. It's a journey you do together, the, like the shepherd and the sheep, like the shepherd would um, lay down um, and would lay, lay across the, the gates of the field um, to, protect the, to protect the sheep and then that way nothing could ever come in at night time because the shepherd was laid across the entrance to the field um, and so it's, it's, doing, it's doing life together as well so I've learned that I have to be just as real and honest and vulnerable and actually that's I've, I've discovered that's what good leadership is as well so um, yeah mature pastors definitely show their their inner feelings they show um, those things and they, they're able to say the hard things as well and I, I've often found that sometimes that's the trickiest bit is like 
like the shepherds have to warn their sheep when there's a wolf coming like yeah. they don't just sit back and go there's a wolf on its way like let's see if they can manage they um they step in they protect they warn they have to have that that backbone and that strength when is needed um to 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 show that they really care yeah and cuz i think sometimes that's the danger isn't it as a pastor it's like oh i'm um like you know i'm here i'm looking after you i'm sympathetic i care um but actually it needs to be um sort of the challenge as well like cuz otherwise people just stay where they are don't they that n- nothing changes when they just sort of stay where they are stay where they are but without without that challenge which is a sort of mature again mature pastor being able to challenge people and sort of help them move forward um sort of without that then then people don't move forward and i, I guess as a pastor that's that's what you want as well you want to see people definitely move forward um definitely and just another thing that someone said to me recently is um as pastors or as shepherds when we see someone that is tangled so when you get a sheep that is tangled in the brambles um what we don't do is we don't go and get in the brambles with them and sit with them in that yeah what we do is we help them to get out and that's been kind of revolutionary for me to consider because I think I'll often get so super involved and invested that actually what I'm doing is stepping into the brambles and I'm getting hurt because um, I can I can so easily take that weight on my shoulders rather than helping them to take it off theirs and and leave it at the foot of the cross and and give it over to Jesus and so um, for me to know that actually what I need to be doing is cheerleading them and showing them the way out almost turning a, a torch on showing them come through this way because you can see like uh, often when you're you know when you're stuck in different places someone on the outside can often see the way out better than you can and so as a pastor as a shepherd that's what that's what I'm called to do I think brilliant brilliant so I guess as a pastor like um you are you've touched on this a little bit but you're sort of like um you're you're pastoring lots of different people and um and you just you said a little bit about like not take not getting in the the what was it the thorn bush not getting into the yeah brambles brambles not getting into the brambles with them yeah um, but um i guess i'm thinking like um you're, you're talking to lots of different people you know they might have sort of burdens like things that they're sort of sharing with you like yeah. what what boundaries have you had mm. to put in place to make sure that you sort of um are looking after yourself as well because obviously yeah. like the risk is you you get burnt out you get overwhelmed um yeah and and that's not healthy so yeah yeah i think one of the first things is i allow others to be a pastor to me as well and i often think i'm i'm a pastor so i don't need that for myself but i I've realized I definitely do. And so having those people that I know that I can go to who I can just have those conversations with um, has been really, really helpful for me. Okay, yeah. Um, I think another thing is at the end of a lot of, of, yeah, of like conversations where I feel like we're having that kind of conversation that just feels heavy and feels like, you know, I'm looking for solutions. I think a lot of the time, um, what I've learned is actually we finish it in prayer every single time. Okay. Um, yeah. And to be fair, as I as I start to learn more and more, I think it's equally as important to start with prayer as well to welcome Jesus into the conversation from the beginning, so that it's not just my my thoughts, my wisdom. Um, obviously, some of that will be from God, but there's a whole load of me in the things that God's saying through me as well. Um, and so to finish in prayer. Um, I think it's just been is revolutionary I think um, for me um, and I think it's important for everyone to do because that shows that we're as pastors like you can end up 
like having a lot of pride of like here I am I'm coming in to save the day I'm the superhero I'm fixing everyone's problems but actually to then put it back onto Jesus and to say actually this is about this is about him um, I'm inviting him in because he can do more than than I ever could like he is a better shepherd than I ever will be um, and I'm learning from him I'm an apprentice of Jesus in becoming a shepherd and becoming a pastor um, and so to bring it back to Jesus at the end I think is is important I think for me as well that then means that I don't end up leaving a coffee with someone with a load of weight on my shoulders because I'm praying for their situation, but I'm also praying that actually I wouldn't just take this all on me mm. um, because God's burden is light um, and and we're called to, to hand those things over to him. Um, so I think that's that's been important for me to realize as well. Um, I think I've also realized, again, what I said earlier is like, I can't be everything for everyone always. Yeah. And so it's equipping our congregations, it's equipping our young people. I work with 18 to 25, so it's equipping them as pastors to do that as well, like mentors as well, equipping them so that actually they feel that they're able to do that as well. Um, and I guess specifically for me as well, I, I ask God for like three or four people who specifically I can invest in. And I often find that they just kind of appear out of nowhere. They, I end up having conversations with them and God almost just places them on my heart. Um, and so I, I write their names on my mirror um, <laughs> and I decide that I will be intentional about those three or four people rather than trying to do that with a hundred people. Um, so th those are the ways that I've been able to put boundaries in because you asked me two, three years ago, I would have said like, yep, I'm meeting everyone for coffee every day. I mean, we had conversations about this, Beth. I, it, you know, <laughs> I decided it would be a good idea to make every single 18 to 25 for coffee and there were like 80 of them and it's just like it didn't work it didn't work no, and no. Um, neither did my bank account after that so um, <laughs> yeah those boundaries have, have been helpful for me I think okay brilliant yeah that's good um I'm just thinking about like uh if people are listening to us and thinking you know I, d I don't know if I'm a pastor or not because um you know I, I like I could argue you know we all care we're all called to care for other people actually like and we all have that instinct in us um in in some ways um perhaps some stronger than than others but um so so how how do you know if this is your like primary role I suppose like are there um so with the others we talked about some like core questions mm, yeah definitely um I think one of the core questions to always consider is as a member of the congregation or the church that you are a part of your pastors are asking the question they're saying actually are we caring for and are we showing compassion for people mm. and I constantly go back to that in in the ministry that I lead as well I'm thinking are, do people feel safe do they feel looked after are the lost being found uh, like the lost sheep are they being found and are they being welcomed home it's it's compassion all over really it's caring for others so definitely if if you are working out whether you're a pastor or not that question of are we caring and are we showing compassion for people i think is a very good one to have a think about yeah you i guess that might be a question that you're asking and no one else is like you find yeah, yourself repeatedly definitely. asking that question yeah. Um, or thinking that question like why is no one else thinking about the people and are they being cared for like, exactly yeah. yeah definitely and I remember even at school in in like year nine year ten that was what I was thinking around my friends okay. as well yeah, yeah even even on like like when we would go to the pub and stuff like that it was it was always like are, are they being looked after like and so actually when I came to university and I and I came here one of the first thing I I 
I did was I applied to be a street pastor and like that was before okay. I'd even registered that I was a pastor and yeah. I didn't know much about yeah. fivefold ministry then at all but to look back it's it's mad to look back and see that actually I've, I've been a pastor all along yeah. and God's been gradually growing me in that and being a street pastor for example provided opportunities to care for people in the city of Lincoln um, and to see them looked after and cared for so yeah, um, uh, yeah. La- and that's that's great actually like looking back over sort of your life you know your life for the last few years so what are the clues what are the things that you've got got involved in or wanted to get involved in as well yeah, yeah definitely definitely yeah. yeah i've seen that through street passes i saw that through we did we had a thing called home at st swithin's where um we looked after guys who had um like pe- vulnerable adults on the streets and we provided meals for them and it's just like it's this constant thing of actually where can i help where can i um show god's love to people in in a practical way as well yeah. it's quite it's quite practical yeah um so yeah and then i think actually a second question that's helpful to ask is how how can we help them like what what then is the response because it's great to think about it like are we caring for them are, are we showing compassion but also the practical the go aspect of like okay how can we actually help them what can we put in place how can we make this happen um rather than just sit back and and watch if that makes sense so pastors they want to see a change they want to see see people looked after and cared for yeah brilliant so um obviously your job title involves pastor um for sort of most of most of our congregation most of them listening they don't they don't work for church perhaps pastor's not in their job title Um, I guess it's thinking like what does if someone thinks yeah like pastor is my primary role like what does that look like in the the workplace to start with yeah yeah so uh, as pastors you might be drawn to jobs like being a counsellor being a social worker um, nurses and actually anyone in caregiving professions because being a pastor is all about um, having compassion for others and so you might find yourself drawn to those I would just say as well actually if you're sitting there you're thinking ah but I'm doing teaching for example so therefore I can't be a pastor this it's not an exhaustive list these are just ones that you might be more drawn to yeah. and actually you might find if you are a teacher yes you're drawn to teaching but the reason the why behind why you're drawn to teaching might be very a very pastoral reason of like yeah I want to you know make sure that that kids who have a rough home life, have a, a safe space to come for their education. And so have a think about maybe the why behind the job that you do. Yeah, um, or like even the what is, what what do you sort of love most about your job? Yeah. Like, because you could do yeah. any job, but if yeah. you're working with other people and, and you might find what you love doing is just talking to the team and checking sure that th- your colleagues are okay. You know, you might be an accountant, but you might love like that sort of coffee break or lunchtime or catching people in the corridor how are you doing what's going on with you like definitely um, yeah definitely and i i used to work in a preschool and obviously that that is a pastoral role because we're, we're caring for these kids and for me my motivation was was to look after them and to yeah. to see them thrive and flourish but actually my colleague was a pastor as well and so we had pastoral conversations with one another about our own lives as well so it wasn't even just to do with the I guess, field of, of where our job was. It was with colleagues as well. So you might find if you're a pastor in whatever role you do, it's not just the the people that you work with as part of your job. It's your colleagues that you're being a pastor to as well, which is quite cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just thinking as well in terms of um, sort of sort of serving at church, like where where do the pastors fit? Where's their like um, their sweet spot in within sort of church? Yeah, I think. Um, the pastors really care about 
the congregation. They really yeah. care for yeah. them. And so, I mean, I guess some of the obvious examples are like mentoring and getting getting alongside um, individuals. Like we said, the, the mature pastors, they enjoy those one-to-one conversations. They enjoy listening and showing hospitality and so there's there's one option there but to be fair within our 18 to 25 team we've got a pastoral team and we found that actually that's that's been really helpful and revolutionary as well because they want to get alongside and they want to pray for people as well because again a mature pastor the the response is not i've got all the answers it's actually let me invite jesus into the conversation and so that's the same for the wider church as well they're the pastors are your people who can really just make a difference from those one-to-one conversations or from offering to pray for a person um and i'm sure there are loads of loads of other ways that congregation get involved have you got some ideas per well i was just thinking about um so the youth team um sort of did the sort of like the questionnaire thing that's on our website and and a lot of them discovered that they were pastors and we were we were reflecting oh like how interesting that a lot of the youth team um and the youth team changed a little bit over sort of over the pandemic but a lot Mm. of them are pastors because they're in that role of like they want to care for the youth they want to look after like one-to-ones like how's things going sort of thing Mm. and and the youth team needs needs all the roles but interesting that yeah so within sort of youth mm. and kids work it's like looking mm. looking after them um i guess on a like trying to like any team really but i'm thinking like on a sunday even like those people that go around there's specific people i would say that um come over to me and say oh like yeah, ha- like how are you how mm-hmm. are you doing mm. um rather than the sort of normal chit chat it's the people that yeah. um are, are like really interested and that role i think is super important yeah. um on a sunday um you know um and perhaps i don't but like neighbor hub leaders yeah. that sort of thing yeah definitely um, definitely i think you already mentioned mentors yeah um yeah. You know, I need pastors in my alpha team because, yeah. um, like, yeah. we want to make sure people are looked after as well. Yeah. Like, um, uh, there's probably a role. I think there's a role for them in in sort of every mm. team, really. Mm. Um, it's a really sort of key part of of oh church. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think it's kind of what church often is known for as well. So, um, and so sort of all those, all of you that are a pastor, I'd say, I just yeah. encourage you just to step yeah. into it a bit more mm. and and use that that goal, um, yeah. that role and that gift. Yeah. And at St. Swithin's we talk about being home real and courage, and I think pastor comes a lot into the home aspect of of that vision yeah. of, of making people feel at home. I think as well, on a Sunday, you'll find that the pastors, they're intentional about who they're going to chat to. And okay, and yeah, yeah. And the reason behind why they want that conversation is to check in to see how people are doing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'd encourage you if you're listening and you're a pastor, just go for it, be bold, be brave and get alongside people because that's that's where your gifts lie. And I think a lot of the times you won't realise the impact that you've had on people's lives through what Jesus is doing through you and the gifts that he has given you. So, yeah, go for it. Brilliant. Great. Well, thanks, Mads. That's been so helpful, so interesting just to chat that through with you. And I love how you've been learning about yourself over the last few years and, yeah. and sort of began to sort of push in that more and put mm. and become a m- more mature pastor through that, which is great. Mm. So that is the end of our series on the fivefold ministry. I really hope you've um, found it helpful. I hope you've enjoyed it. Just a quick reminder, if you're still unsure which role um, you think you are, do go onto our website on the Neighbourhood page. There's a little questionnaire that you can fill in if you find that helpful 
and um as we said before me and jim and ben and mads as well i reckon she's a passer um are always willing to meet up and and just chat through with you about which role you are but also what that means for where you're um sort of playing your part within the church as well so um thanks so much for listening and we will be back soon with another series i'm sure see you soon bye bye Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Sorthouse. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe and share it with others.